the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. And we're going to... Uh, move right on into this particular passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning at verse 4. Uh, the word of the Lord reads as follows. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we bow our heads before you, thanking you for your enormous grace and even the grace that has brought us to this very day that allows us to open our eyes and have activity of our limbs and a reasonable portion of health and strength. Thank you for that, God. Thank you for the privilege we have even to stand here to declare your word, God, and that the scripture as it is opened up on this day, I'm praying that the word of God might reach and touch each and every person who is listening, each and every person who is tuning in, and that the word of God might penetrate their heart, their soul, their spirit, Lord God, and and might cause those who don't know you to come to the place where they will ask, what must I do to be saved? For those, God, who are wrestling and struggling and, and in, in turmoil this day, God, I pray that the word of God will be an encouragement to their hearts and uplifter to their spirits. For those who drifted in fellowship, Spirit of the Lord, it's my prayer on this day that your word, God, would be the very thing that's necessary to draw them back to you, that they will return their broken fellowship, that they would uh, restore what was lost. And God, I'm just praying that above and beyond all that happens in this preaching opportunity, that your great name would be glorified and that you would be lifted up in this place. So, Spirit of the Lord, here I am, the vessel in your hand to be used according to your will. I surrender all to you now, God. Give my mind what it needs, my mouth what it needs to glorify you and speak the very oracle of God in this place. It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen and amen. Well, this morning as we um, find ourselves the second Sunday of February, and it happens to be Valentine's Day. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I know that that means love is in the air, (laughs) at least for some folks. Uh, That may not be the same for everybody. For some people, it's just a reminder of broken and missed and fractured relationships that they've had, perhaps even the loneliness of not having someone. Uh, This day means a lot of things to a lot of people. But in reality, um, I think it's because 
we've had a lot of bad experiences and as we've gone through a lot of different things and people kind of do things differently as it relates to this subject matter uh, that we're dealing with here today and the, the, the thing that everybody's running around saying, hey, I love you, I love you, I love you. But you know, love doesn't really mean the same thing to everybody. And in fact, because some people have gone through bad relationships and some people have gone through bad love experiences, they may even declare on a day like today, well, you know, love is overrated. And they've kicked, kind of kicked love to the curb and, 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 you know, they just kind of go on from there. And a lot of it has to do, I think, with the way we define this word love and in the way it's been understood. Because for some, when they say, I love you, what they really mean is that you are so sumptuously delicious looking that I must have you. It's lust. It's not love. It's, it's lust. And for others, when they say it, they, they mean, well, I, I, I really have a, a dependency upon you. I need you. I'm dependent upon you. And then yet still for others, it's just a means by which to manipulate the emotions of another person in order to receive from them what they want. Uh, Love has a way, especially when you say that word, for some people, it has a way to get them into the high and giddy, ticklish place. <laughs> you love me. And, and, of course, after that, it's all over. So a lot of people have utilized this phrase and, and this understanding of the word to push people to an emotional place. I want to talk about this morning. I want to speak from the subject matter. I want to use this text in 1 Corinthians oftentimes read at weddings. But I want to read this passage to, to speak from the subject matter this morning Real love is. I need you to recite this with me. I need you to say this with me. Real love is. Okay? I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. We're all moving in the same direction. Now watch this. As this text opens, as we speak of this idea, uh, Paul begins by giving us what I call a real love overview. Real love overview. And what he does, he, he opens his discussion in defining the word love by utilizing just a couple of words. Okay? If you look in your text, your, your, your text says, love suffers long and is kind. You say, well, Pastor, I thought it was a couple of words. Well, I'm going to explain that in just a moment. The word suffers long comes from one word. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. And is kind. So, watch this, but... Um, I I want you to notice something in the text. As he begins to define this word love, what he does not articulate is anything related to or associated with feelings. He says real love suffers long and is kind. This is really just an overview of the whole passage here that I just read in your hearing. Um, He starts, he says, look now, I think it's interesting to me, because in, in uh, principles of biblical interpretation, you have something called the principle of first mention, which means that is the, the most significant statement because it is mentioned first. And when Paul defines the word love, the, the first word he uses to define the word love is suffers long. I think that's interesting. The word that is used here from the Greek word, it comes from the Greek word makrothemeo. Okay, macrothumeo. And this word macrothumeo is translated in the NIV version as patience. Many of you have remembered and heard this, this passage that says love is patient, love is kind. But our English word patience, is, it doesn't go far enough 
in my opinion, it doesn't go far enough to really give the full weight of what the author is really trying to say as he defines what real love is. Because in our definition of patience, our definition of patience, the English version, we, we really don't necessarily have to be going through pain in order to be patient. Y'all still here with me? We really don't have to be suffering or enduring anything in order to be patient. But, but, but this word macrothumeo, it, it, it means to have the capacity to be wronged and not uh, retaliate for the wrong that you've suffered. It gives the idea to bear with, to work through, to labor under the weight and the pain for a long time or for the long haul. For over an extended period of time. Paul says love, as an overview, it suffers long. Love suffers. Lord, help me here, Jesus. Watch this. And you might say, well, Pastor, why does love suffer? Well, love suffers because love requires an open heart. Thank you, Jesus. And in order for us to love and experience love, we've got to have an open heart. And an open heart means I'm vulnerable, watch this, for love to be let in, but I'm also vulnerable to be hurt by someone who would misuse my open heart. Somebody need to say amen. Watch this. And here is where most people stumble. Most people stumble in the fact that they've once been hurt in love, and therefore they close their heart, therefore making themselves no longer ever vulnerable to be hurt in love again. And that's wise if you also never want to experience love again. Because you cannot experience true love until you are vulnerable with an open heart. And that's why love suffers. That's one of the reasons. We're We're going to dig a little deeper into it as we keep moving along. But now, as we look at this passage, he says, now love suffers... Uh, long together, when we pull this together, it suffers long. It gives us the understanding, these two words gives us the understanding that love works and endures under the pressure and the adversity of persecution for a long time, an amount of time whose end, whose, whose end cannot be reached. Lord, help me here. Did y'all hear what I just said? Uh, Love suffers for a long time. Love endures. Love uh, bears up under it. It, 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 It deals with the adversity for a period of time whose end cannot be reached. That's real love. Now, I know what some folk are thinking this morning. They're thinking, I didn't reach my end. My wick is burnt out. I'm done. Well, we talk about real love, not that love you're talking about. Real love suffers long And watch this, and is kind. Love, real love, is kind. It is is kind. Watch this. This, I like this word and the way it's used. Love is is kind even while it's suffering. Um, Can I say this? And and, and don't throw nothing at the TV Um, or at the the screen. Watch this. Um, You don't get a pass to be mean and nasty and obnoxious just because you've been hurt in love. Stay here, Jesus. You you don't get a pass to act unrighteously just because your heart has been broken in love. You don't get a pass to treat everybody nasty and, and ugly. You don't get a pass for that in real love. Real love is kind even if it's been hurt. Real love 
is, is kind. It's, it's, it's long-suffering. You, it, it, and, and, and watch this. And, 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 and Lord Jesus, uh, it, 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 um, it endures. It, it, goes for, it, it suffers, but it suffers long. It, it suffers for a long time. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Pastor, I, I, I hear you talking all spiritual up there, and, and you're dealing with this thing from the Bible and, and all that. And, but but, but I, 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 I did suffer a long time. I, I did go through a long time. Well, my question is, how long was your suffering? Was your suffering as long as 33 years without sin? Was your suffering as long as 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the cross? Was your suffering equivalent to three days and three nights in the tomb? Was your suffering anything close to what Christ went through? Was your suffering uh, the 20 years it took you... uh, to get saved in the first place. Or was your suffering as long as the 15 to 30 years that you had, you backslid on the Lord even after you got saved, but while Christ was still being kind to you? What I'm trying to help you understand is that true love is kind even when it's being abused. Lord, have mercy. I know this ain't, this ain't, this ain't the happy kind of sermon that y'all wanted to hear this morning, but watch this. But, but, but when I say it's kind, when the text says love is kind, it, is, it, it means it is compassionate, it is tender, it is obliging, it is supportive. And, and when called to suffer, listen to this, when called to suffer, love and being kind, watch this, being kind causes the, the kindness to inspire the sufferer to be sweet and tender and non-condemning and uplifting while they're suffering. Woo! That is good. That's good preaching right there. <laughs> kindness. When we talk about kindness, it, it, kindness works even while you're suffering in real love. In real love, kindness doesn't stop. Because it's been offended. Kindness doesn't cuss you out because it's been offended. No, kindness keeps being kind. Kindness continues to oblige. Kindness keeps cooking dinner. Kindness keeps making up the bed. Kindness keeps washing the car. Kindness keeps bringing the check home. Kindness does all the the positive and uplifting things even while it's being hurt. That's real love. That's what we talk about. So this is, this is kind of overview. And watch this. And after, after giving this whole real love interview, overview, because basically what he's doing, in these two words, he's really giving an overview of what love is. Love, true love is long-suffering, and true love is kind. And in order for it to be kind, it's kind all the time. And it suffers. Yes, it will go through, but it, it, it suffers long. It, 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 it's, it's prepared to deal with whatever comes. So after he deals and he gives his, his whole overview, then he's going to come back and kind of drill down even further into the specifics of and tell us what, he, what love does not do. Because, you know, sometimes the best way to define something is to define what it's not. And then he'll come back again and he'll define what love does. But notice something else. Love is an action word. It's not a feeling. It's not just an emotion. It's not something. It, it, it does something. And even in his definition, he helps us to know that love is an action word because he says, I'm going to let me tell you what love does. And let me tell you what love does not do. 
Okay, love, love is not just a fictitious picture of a heart that's floating around on a, on a, on a nice card with glitter on it. No, L- love does. Love is action. Love is work in motion. Y'all still here with me? So he says, okay, let me, let me walk through these. And I'm, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on them. I'm just kind of kind of hit them and, and move along as, as the Spirit of the Lord may guide us through this. But he, but he wants you to understand, first of all, here, here is what love does not do. Picks up in verse number, number four again, as he says now, he's already told us love is patient and love is kind. And he says love does not envy. That is, it's not jealous. I'm talking about real love. Real love is not jealous. It's not insecure. Y'all still here? <laughs> oh, I wish I had some, I wish I had all day to deal with this. Um, real love does not parade itself. It's, it, it's, it's not uh, conceited or self-absorbed. Real love does not puff itself up. It's not bloated with arrogance and does not raise trouble. Y'all still here? Real love, it, it's not puffed up. It's, I mean, cause sometimes folks get all, all puffed up, you know, and, and, and they, they stir up trouble or they stir up what it is. No, re- real love don't need to be puffed up. It does not puff it's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. Real love doesn't act out of order and disrespect people. No, real love has uh, a respect for people. It does not disrespect. It doesn't act out of order. Real love is not unrighteous actions. Real love does not seek its own. It's not selfish to the point that it loves itself so much that it's not concerned about hurting others. Some folk are so in love with their own self that they don't care about hurting you. No, real, real love doesn't seek its own. It's not provoked. It's not easily angered. And can I say this about anger? Anger cannot reside in a bosom that is filled with love. Y'all still here? Because watch this. Now, um, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm not saying is that you, you can't get angry. But what I, what I am saying is when you get angry, you can't stay angry if the bosom is full of love. If, I, if I've got true love for someone, even though they may anger me, I'm going to soon let it pass because it can't take up, anger can't take up residence where love is abiding and reigning in my heart. Are y'all still here? I, I, I know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm all in folks' business this morning, but I'm, I'm just walking through the scripture so that we can get a clarity on what real love is on this Valentine's Day before y'all go out and get y'all steak dinners and all that kind of thing and bring your giant supersized cards home that say I love you and all the balloons and all that stuff that say I love you. And this is the first time all year since last year that you did it. No, I'm just trying to show you what the real text says that love, real love is. And, and right now it's what real love does not do. It does not provoke. It's not easily angered it it does not think evil it keeps no record of the wrong that has been done it does not go after the person for revenge to get to get uh, equal with them it's not a tit for tat situation real love is not like that it does not seek the failure of others it does not seek evil it doesn't think evil it doesn't rejoice in iniquity it wishes no wishes no ill on anyone uh you know it it finds it doesn't find joy in the failure of the other person that's not real love it it doesn't rejoice in the iniquity it doesn't rejoice in what is evil it doesn't rejoice in what is wrong it gets no excitement and no enthusiasm out of what is wrong no that's not real love 
So he lists for us eight things. He, he, he walks through this text in eight areas of things that he says, these are eight things that love does not do. Okay? So now if you're evaluating, do I have real love in my relationship? Well, here's eight things. If these eight things are being done in your relationship, you don't have real love. Because real love does not do these eight things. Then he's going to flip back around and he's going to give us six things that true love does. What real love, or rather real love, does? He's going to say, okay, six things. He lists them here in the text. He picks up there in verse 6. He says now, true love does rejoice in the truth. Real love rejoices in the truth. It celebrates, it glories in the truth and righteousness. When something is right and something is true, real love is excited about that. It glories in that. It connects with that. It bears all things. It always protects and does not point out the faults and the failures. But watch this. What real love will do, it'll cover up the failure of the other person. I love that. Because can you imagine when you've, you've made a mistake or you've, you've wronged someone, and instead of them calling up girlfriend and, and sister man and brother man and everybody telling them everything you did wrong, can you imagine that they covered your error and didn't let no one know? That's real love. It, 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 it bears with the wrong that was brought on it. It, it. it gets up under it. It bears all things. It protects as, a points to, as opposed to pointing it out. It believes all things. It trusts. And it's trusting. Real love trusts. And it's one of the things I always say. If you can't trust the person that you're messing with, you can't love them. If I can't trust you, I can't love you. Now, now watch, this is what I'm saying. I'm not talking about after you didn't got into the relationship and something happened and they broke your trust. No, I'm talking about going into the thing. If I'm going into a relationship with someone and I already can't trust you, love is impossible, okay? True love is impossible if I'm getting ready to go into it. And, and we haven't even gotten into anything yet, and I already can't trust you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about when, 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 when confidence has been violated or something happened in the relationship. Because watch this. Even in the relationship, when we're wronged, according to this, true love will forgive it and cover it up. <laughs> yes, Lord. I hear you, Jesus. It hopes all things. It keeps on hoping for the best. It keeps on hoping for the positive. It keeps on hoping for the future. True love. Real love. It hopes all things. It endures all things. This word endures is the, is the Greek word hupomenea. It, it means to get up under, to bear it up, to be steadfast in the face of struggle, in the face of pain, and on the unpleasantries of circumstances. True love endures. It lasts. It goes to the end. And the final thing he says about real love is that real love, verse 8, never fails. Real love is a permanent victor. It always wins. It's eternal. It's, it's immutable. It doesn't change. It's unending. Real love. And, and, and watch this. It's undefeated. Real love cannot be defeated. Real love, you don't get into real love and then find out, you know what, I just got knocked out by, no, 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 no. Real love doesn't get knocked out. It doesn't get knocked down. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministries of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III. 
where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title and broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301 627 9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Beginning Sunday, January 2nd, 2022, the new service times for adult Sunday school, new members class, and young adult power hour will be 8.45 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. The new service times for in-person worship service, children's church, and nursery will be 10 a.m. Continue to connect with us in person or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.